Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome back to Let's Talk CPF. I'm Yitzhen from CPF Board. And this episode, we are deeply honoured to have Professor Joseph Cherian, globally recognised expert on investment management here with us. We will be getting his personal view on what retirement means to him and how unique CPF is compared to other pension systems around the world. Hello, Prof Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Kuala Lumpur. Hello, Yuchen. I'm just delighted to be here. You have an impressive resume, uh, extensive experience in both academic and the financial space, having taught investments and derivatives at both Cornell and Boston University, before moving to Wall Street to become an asset manager and eventually running the Quant Strategies Group at Credit Suisse New York. You are also now an advisor to Mercer CFA Institute Global Pensions Index. So what about now? What have you been busy with lately? Thank you, Eugen, for the flattering opening. I used to be a practice professor of finance at NUS Business School in Singapore for the last 13 magnificent years. I just moved on as of July 1st to become a professor at an MIT-affiliated university in Kuala Lumpur called the Asia School of Business. And I'm concurrently a visiting professor of finance at Cornell University. So I've actually made one full circle. I'm now back at Cornell University where I first started. And that are, those are the universities where I graduated from, Cornell and MIT. So it's like going back to my alma mater, so to speak. And you are showing no signs of slowing down. So CPF Board is in the business of retirement. And what is your view on retirement? How would it look like for you? Okay, let me say at the outset that my interest in retirement finance was not natural. Uh, I was more of an asset pricing guy. But my interest in retirement was forged by two incredible academics in Boston, Professor Zvi and Nobel laureate Professor Robert Merton. They've both been to Singapore, spoken on pension issues in Singapore, and they, I would say, are partially responsible for shaping the pensions industry in the U.S. as well. Now, coming to your question, retirement to me is about being able to continue with my economically and socially productive activities and lifestyle pursuits on a daily basis. And I'm sure it's the same for many people, be it for work or leisure. Since the proportion of time one allocates to each will change in retirement, I want to be sure on a personal basis of three financial issues during my retirement. One, that I receive a reasonable payout every month during my retirement years. Two, it should last for as long as I live. And three, preferably it should be indexed to my cost of living or inflation. Mm, I like the idea that our retirement payout lasts for as long as I live, especially now that lifespans are getting longer. Exactly, exactly. And we were fortunate to have you on the CPF advisory panel from 2014 to 2016, where you helped to come up with a comprehensive set of recommendations on how the CPF system can prepare Singaporeans to be ready for retirement. What is the one recommendation that you think has made the most impact? Yes, indeed. A team of us, not just me, was asked to serve on the CPF advisory panel by the Singapore government over a two-year period, where some very important improvements were made for the CPF scheme, per the advisory panel's recommendation. But that said, I think all of us went in knowing and acknowledging 
that CPF was already a pretty good social security retirement saving system. I came from America, as you said at the beginning. So I have a lot of US retirement savings account. And I can tell you, CPF is up there. Now, coming back to what recommendations or what had the most impact, as you can imagine, I'm totally biased here. That said, I think the single most important thing that stands out for me is this consideration as opposed to a recommendation. That is to offer Singaporeans greater flexibility on their CPF savings. Yeah, it's quite interesting to bring up the term flexible when we talk about CPF. Can you give a bit of examples of what flexibilities Singaporeans do have for their CPF? There's another angle that we focused on apart from flexibility. That is simplicity. No point designing a complex system that most can't understand, right? So it's flexibility and simplicity. On the flexibility side, I'll give you two examples. One, the option to withdraw up to 20% from your retirement account savings. I thought that was important so that those who had enough, who wanted to withdraw for certain exigencies or at the point of retirement, they were allowed to now withdraw up 20% from the RA account. The second, which I think is very important, to save on behalf of immediate family members' retirement, whether it's your spouse, parent, and so on. So those are the two most important examples that I would consider as the flexibility part. Mm, and as they say, on behalf of their family, they get tax rebate too. That's correct. There's a tax deduction, a very healthy amount uh, for each member that you deduct up to a cap of profit. So Prof, you are well-recognized internationally as an expert on investment management and bring with you private sector experience from global firms such as Credit Suisse and Bank of America. So in your opinion, what are some features of the CPF system that is unique or remarkable, but most Singaporeans may not be aware of or appreciate? Okay, well, I was brought up in a, a family where we were told to appreciate what was given to us and to criticize when there were, were shortfalls. So let me just go straight uh, to it. First of all, again, as I mentioned, I came from America. I left at a very young age from this region, and I spent all you know my adulthood, my career in America. I have a retirement savings spot, which is mostly in America. So what I'm saying here is in comparison to most other retirement systems. First of all, I think one of the unique features that we may not appreciate as much is the high savings rates provided by the various accounts. Second, the seamless manner in which CPF helps us accumulate and decumulate our savings. What I mean by that is after you save up to your point of retirement, it will automatically translate to an income stream for life and it's guaranteed by the government. Many countries have tried this and have failed because they have most times left it to the private sector and the private sector has other objectives as opposed to making sure you can retire safely. Example, I know Australia is looking at Singapore's CPF Life Program as a benchmark. Third, it is fully funded and grows 100% tax-free. And it pulls risk across various factors, including health factors, longevity, and so on. Fourth, members who exceed a certain CPF savings level, again, this is the flexibility part, they can actually invest their excess savings in the CPF investment scheme, which is called CPFIS, into private sector products like mutual funds, bonds, and insurance. So it's got a range of very unique features, which is a blend of what the government provides through the savings programs and the private sector provides through their financial products. And finally, 
You have security in retirement because of CPF life, which provides you with an income stream for life. Mm, so it's like giving everybody an opportunity to have a life annuity. Correct. And those who have enough or they have more, they can grow their nest egg more with investment schemes. That's right. The aftermath of the pandemic across the world actually challenges some pension systems. What are some of the pitfalls you think Singapore should avoid? Since you mentioned the pandemic, let me share something I've written about quite extensively in various journals and newspaper or media articles. It's about how countries, at least four I know, including Australia, the US, Malaysia and India, allowed their retirement savers to dig into their retirement pots in order to help them tide over the pandemic. Everyone had difficulties. It was a national emergency around the world. But usually it's a role of government during a time of pandemic, tsunami, floods to actually support the citizenry. It's not your retirement account that should support you during times of exigency. That's meant for retirement. So I always feel and believe retirement savings should be ring-fenced and kept for its purpose. Retirement systems in Singapore and Hong Kong fortunately did not fall into this trap. Instead, the Singapore government, as you know, had many programs and transfers to support the people during the pandemic. Thank you, Prof. Sharon, for taking time off to share your views on the unique and noteworthy features of CPF systems, the pitfalls we should avoid and keep in mind, and also your personal take to retirement. So before we go, right, any parting notes for our listeners, maybe how they can too play their part to grow their nest egg? Okay. I would say allow your CPF savings to work for you for the long haul. Resist the temptation of digging into your retirement pot prior to retirement unless for essential purposes and approved purposes. Secondly, I would say if you're healthy and able to, do consider working longer. The rest of the world, we are all living longer and most of us are working longer too. In the US experience, many people are more than willing to work longer. In fact, the retirement age in some places in America, especially in academics, can exceed 70. So it's very common there. And last but not least, if you still need additional income in retirement, do consider utilizing the CPF housing monetization scheme called the lease buyback scheme. It can surely supplement your retirement income needs. And with that, we have come to the end of today's episode of Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF.